Welcome to the Career Zone podcast, where each episode we spend some time focusing on something that's on students' minds right now. I'm your host, Rachel, Employability and Careers Consultant with the University of Exeter. You can catch up on all of our episodes by doing all of those subscribing and following things. We're on Spotify and iTunes. To mark International Women's Day, this episode explores the power of mentoring in the workplace. Through the powerful testimonies of Joy and Shirin, two University of Exeter alum. My name is Sunny Lally, Employability and Careers Consultant with the University of Exeter Career Zone. In this episode, we will explore how it is perfectly permitted to seek and secure a mentor. We explore how Sylvia Ann Hewitt observes how mentoring enables the surfacing of your invisible assets, and how mentoring is a gift from a friendly, supportive person who is interested in your development. And moreover, we would look at strategies of how to secure a mentor, and indeed the value of mentoring. I'm you know, really you know, interested to find out more about your story, and you know, you've gone from investment banking and you've reached the higher echelons or VP status and you've now pivoted and made that leap into the entrepreneurial space. And previously we talked about how your mentors have been instrumental in that journey. And thinking about mentoring, I wonder if, you know, with your your international experience, when, whether, you know, there is there a perception that people typically in many organizations mentor people that kind of look like them you know birds of a feather you know so flock together and have you experienced that and if so how have you navigated that culture well that's that's a big big question to start with sunny yeah, I started um, with the yeah 10, right? uh, mentorship is- <laughs> yeah <laughs> started with 10 so massive questions to start with i'd say Firstly, you know, like coming out of university and going into my career, I didn't even know about mentorship. So to that point of birds of a feather flock together, I think the corporate culture in general works in a way that people will see people that look like them or that they want to invest in and just automatically nurture that person and help them through career progression. Um, And that can happen from a race perspective, a gender perspective, a class perspective, just people seeing something similar in a younger person that they want to help out with. And I think if you're naive and knowing the corporate culture, you have this perception of, you know, especially coming from university, like keep your head down, work really hard, and you'll see yourself flourish and go to the next level. And I think that's where the misstep is if you don't realize or have other family members who work in corporate to know that it's great to have a mentor and that mentor can help you through your career. So I think the starting point for all students leaving university is just understanding the dynamics of corporate culture and that you do need people who are there to help you navigate it because it is a really difficult environment, to be honest. Um, And I think once you know that, then you can start to maybe look for mentors who you feel are going to help you, but also that you are inspired by. Yeah, so it's very much about giving oneself yeah. the permission to to use mentors, you know, that there is, you know, not only just a value, but also a entitlement, a right um, to, to use a mentor. 
Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I think it's one, it's even understanding that, that you need a mentor to get through. Like we, we say we're, we're not a one man island, right? You need help. Um, and it's interesting because mentors can come from anywhere. They don't have to work in the same industry as you. They don't have to work in the same company. Um, so you can seek mentorship depending on what your mentorship goal is, right? So mm. if it is promotion within a specific role, it helps to have someone who works in that company or that industry. But if it's just general advice on career progression and how to, you know, build a skill set or how to build a network, et cetera, you can seek mentors from, from anywhere. But to that point of birds of a feather flock together, I think it's a really fascinating discussion because you will see people chosen for certain um, projects or given certain exposure, being able to speak at, you know, senior meetings. And you wonder why that happens. And then I think that really is sometimes around that, like people offering opportunities to people that they see likeness in. Um, and the best way then to, I guess, fight that is by finding your own mentor to understand the playing field of that environment and, you know, how to have the same opportunities. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah, very much so. So, I mean, in many ways, sometimes that initial kind of mentoring relationship, there might be a discrepancy in terms of uh, alignment of values or backgrounds. And, you know, I wonder how we potentially can close that gap, you know, if there is you know, a cultural differences at play. Um, you know, if you think about actually, you know, your journey, and actually if I think about my journey in terms of the mentors uh, that we've come across, you know, how have we potentially closed that gap when, you know, that mentor might come from a completely different background, from a different class, gender, ethnicity. Uh, you know, what what have you found has worked well to kind of close that gap and help the mentor to help? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. I think from my own personal experience, I ended up having, um, so I'm a black female, and I ended up having two black female senior women in, in banking who are my mentors who just happened quite naturally. One was Zimbabwean, I'm Zimbabwean, and I think she felt an affinity towards me being the only Zimbabweans really in the whole in the whole company in, in, in EMEA. So that again, birds of a feather flock together, but I didn't realize that. And she took me under her wing and really sat down and said, you know, this is how this place works. This is what you should be doing. Um, this is how you should be thinking. This is how you should be presenting yourself. And that was <clears throat> super invaluable. And then I remember I I'm someone who loves to network and meet new people and understand, you know, how do they get to that career um, place that they're in. And I wrote to a senior white male in my department to ask for a coffee. And we had one and we had a great conversation. And he asked me, do I have any mentors? And I was like, yes. And then he actually said, do you have any white male mentors? And I remember I never even thought of that. And like even the significance of him asking that question made me realize how you really do tend to stick with people who look similar to you or have a similar, like whether it's gender or race, as we said, or cultural background. And then having him as a mentor was a significant uh, change because he brought a different perspective, having grown up differently and also being a very senior male in, in that department. So in terms of closing the gap, I think from all sides, everyone has assumptions, right? So that's why people mm. tend to mentor or seek mentors who are similar to them, because the assumption is that if someone looks different, grew up different, speaks different, then you don't have anything in common. But we're actually all working in the same environment. So I think there's a whole 
exercise from both sides, mentee and mentor, um, to look beyond the like per- like the closeness of people and be like, actually, this person might like the same hobbies that I do or you know, have the same interests. So I think there's a whole thing around assumption there. And then because most people aren't able to get out of their own assumptions, it's really dependent on corporations to have more formalized mentorship programs, because then it levels the playing field for all employees if it's formalized. And then you get people having mentorship relationships with people that they wouldn't tend to have one with and also having great relationships that way. Hmm. So, so very much the onus is to 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 maintain curiosity for, from both the mentor and mentee's perspectives yeah you know and to be open to meeting people yeah. from different backgrounds that uh, may you know have contrasting values or contrasting backgrounds but to look for those common you know, causes of you know, those common anchors of universalities um, that connect all of us together you know we all you know, want to be seen we all want to be heard we all you know, we all want yeah. to be we, we all want to express ourselves you know to look for those those you know those hooks those anchors those points of universal connection that we all share no matter what our backgrounds are a hundred percent yeah no it's so true um yeah and i think for me you know starting off in my career um I might not have had mentors straight away from different backgrounds, but I definitely cultivated relationships with people from different backgrounds, mainly because I would go to talks and hear people speak and be fascinated by their story and feel inspired and reach out to them and say, hey, I'd love to have a coffee um, and ask for their advice. So I think regardless of race, gender, culture, people are always willing to sit down and give advice um, and help people. And then it's up to that younger person to then ask for a mentorship from that person. Mm. So I think it's about being open-minded, as you said, throwing away assumptions, meeting as many people and seeing who aligns with your values, regardless of where they come, gender, race, as we said, and then building those relationships from there and seeing how they can also help you on your career journey. Yeah, it sounds very much, you know, very much a case of being there in the midst of the action, you know, uh, having those conversations, being willing to put yourself in situations where those conversations can actually then happen. And then, you know, there's nothing yeah. to say that you can't be discerning. You know, it might be, you know, an initial mentor kind of works to a point and then you you find somebody that actually might be much more, you know, of value at that particular moment and then to move to another mentor. I mean, certainly, you know, something that Shona alluded to is that you can have multiple mentors and, and mentees. It's not just kind of one, exactly. you know, one contract and then you're locked into that kind of mentor-mentee relationship <laughs> that, uh, you know, mentoring, there are many sources of mentoring, uh, both uh, from sort of formalized schemes, as you uh, as you alluded to, and also so implicit, you know, um, informal mentoring relationships that might exist outside an organization a hundred percent and as I, I love that you said yeah there's this assumption that you have to just have one mentor for the lifetime of your career but as you said you can have numerous ones and i think it goes to that point of um what's your mentorship goal so what is it that you want to get out of that relationship with that person not in a transactional way but you've seen that person's career you know what they do 
I said to you, could it be that you want to be promoted? Is it you have a difficult manager? Is it that you just need general advice on how to build a network or how to develop your skill set, right? So different people can add different values to you and then you decide which one's the best place for what those goals are and for how long you need them. Yeah, I think it's very much a case of having some element of discernment, and that requires reflection. It requires you know, assessment of you know what are my needs, you know what are you know what are my values, what are my kind of career goals, and then some form of analysis to then be able to identify. Well, here's this particular person who might possibly work as as a as a mentor, and then to then ask the question: you know, Will you be my? You know, can you potentially help me out to be a a mentor? My own personal experience in terms of, you know, what are your mentorship goals? So for me, I shared I had a few mentors when I was at Morgan Stanley who were instrumental in helping me in my career progression, offering opportunities and just giving great advice. And now that I've made this leap to the entrepreneur journey, those mentors are great, but they haven't been in the entrepreneur space. So they're not able to help me in terms of navigating the entrepreneur space. So then I am now in a space where I have to think who who can I look to be a mentor for me, who maybe has either worked in the e-commerce space, which is what I'm looking to do, or who has done funding or is a female founder. It's like, what similarities can I find in a mentor who is done been there done that or at least can provide advice in the new landscape that i'm in so yeah a great example for me personally of how mm. mentorship relationships change and when you might need to change and find a new mentor depending on your circumstances yeah i think it is very much a, a dynamic space and you know the mentors and mentees that we we accumulate during our you know, throughout our career journeys and you know, that will always be a changing landscape and it might well be that a person might come into our lives as a mentor and then you know, that relationship works for a while and then you know, your interests uh, might take you into a completely different direction but it might well be that person might come back into your life at some point as an, as a mentor again or maybe yeah. flipping it around to then be a mentee i mean it's um, you know, it's, it's always musical chairs I now catch up with Sharon, an University of Exeter law graduate who has worked as a communications and campaigns manager with the Race Equality Foundation, and who now works as a senior campaign lead with the Greater London Authority, working closely with the Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan. I don't think I really understood how important mentoring was for me until I look back on it now. At the time, it just kind of felt like I was trying to figure out what I was doing and I was trying to ask as many people as possible for help uh, in that process but it, it really led me in some different directions than I expected. Yeah it's an interesting point there I mean that in many ways you know mentoring we off is so often understated that we sometimes mm. overlook the presence of mentoring in our career decisions and our planning yeah. perhaps you know maybe let's kind of think about how we would define mentoring so how would you define mentoring well that's the thing I mean it is essentially just having a chat with someone and I think that is why it's not really discussed as kind of a, a tactic in and of itself but um that's what it is fundamentally just getting advice on your career um from particularly I think from someone that um has experience that is going to be valuable to you in terms of the road that you might want to go down um and I guess the other thing about mentoring is that 
uh, it's really useful for those sort of smaller scale issues where um, you kind of feel like you can't Google the answer to a really specific question or, you know, it's something that you might feel silly asking someone else. Um, but actually it's these little things that help you figure out how to navigate all these different moments in your career where, you know, you're figuring out how to respond to a situation or how to um, push for promotion or something, something where there isn't really a handbook on it. And actually what you need to do is just talk to someone who's been there before you um, and benefit from, you know, how they navigated it. I think that's the really key thing. It's sharing knowledge and experience from someone that has literally walked that path before you. Hmm. Yeah, so true. I mean, there never is a manual, right? I mean, it's uh, if only there yeah. was a manual. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it sounds, you know, the way you define mentoring is very much through these conversations with people who are experts in their field, in their industry, who are able to afford you those insights, um, who are able to allow you to look beyond the curtains to actually gain exactly full kind of picture on on what it's really like to be working for a particular organization or how a particular job role might actually feel exactly and I think like what you just said about looking behind the curtain that's exactly it because with something like law for example you know when I was studying it there was a very clear path as to um, what you need to do if you want to get a training contract, for example, like these are the steps that you go through to do vacation schemes and um, to kind of, you know, to get a training contract and, and you do all these sort of commercial awareness things and um, it's very sort of structured um, and it's kind of like, you know, even once you finish your training contract, then you um you know you decide what what area you want to specialize in and there's a clear progression you know up to partner if, if that's where you want to go whereas I think for what I have ended up doing and for a lot of other areas um there isn't there isn't that path like that so I would have had no idea how to you know set myself up to to get a role like senior campaign lead at the Greater London Authority if I had not just been able to ask people that had worked in comms and in policy and campaigns um, and sort of understood from them that the path that you take can be pretty varied and actually there isn't a structure to it, but these are some of the things that you can do to, you know, give yourself relevant experience to put yourself in a good position when you're going for those kinds of jobs um so and that's just that's just not something that I could have googled really hmm. and, and do you find those conversations they were they were able to confirm your thoughts about your 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 next steps but also gave you tactics and strategies to affect those plans and to put those plans into action yeah well I think it's been it's been one of those things where when I first started speaking to people and being mentored I was really starting from the ground up like I had kind of no idea what I was doing and I was looking for any sort of direction and advice and guidance as to um you know what had worked for other people whereas I find now as my career goes on I have more of a sense of what I'm doing and where I might be going and the questions I'm asking mentors are more about um 
I think this would be a good thing to do or this is how I was thinking of going about something. What do you suggest? Do you think that that's a good idea? Does it make sense with, you know, the environments that you've worked in? What would you do if someone that was applying for a job with you said this or did this kind of thing? So, yeah, I find... I think I find the questions that I'm asking have become a lot more nuanced and specific, but, um, but yeah, certainly like it really helps to have someone at any point in your career who is willing to be really honest and candid with you about, um, about how a certain move might take place or how it might, um, best, you know, work for you. Um, because it's just the it's the benefit of that personalised advice that you can't get anywhere else. Mm. Yeah, very much sort of bespoke advice where the mentor yeah. is able to offer accountability and also scrutiny and also verification. So yeah. it sounds you know, very much a powerful resource to deploy in one's uh, career changes. Yeah, and so, for sure. Uh, so sort of dealing with the uncertainty of career changes as well. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear more about if you think about the types of mentors that you have had those conversations with in the past, have there been any common ingredients to all those mentors? You know, how were you able to know, you know who might have been a suitable mentor? So I actually think there's been a really wide variety of people that I've had mentoring from. Um, and that was something that I actively wanted because um, you know, I think it's very, very easy to seek mentoring from one person and think, okay, I've spoken to someone else, That's this is exactly how they did it, so that's how I need to do it. And actually, um, you might get some really valuable tips from that person, but someone else will have had their own, their own path um, and ended up, you know, potentially in a very similar place. So it is worth speaking to a variety of people. And I think what I have always looked for is um, people whose, I think most important really for me has been people whose careers I really admire and who have done things that I, um, you know, really aspire to in terms of either the sort of level that they're operating at in terms of um, their industry and their expertise, because, you know, for me, developing expertise and what I'm doing is really important. Um, or people that have worked in areas on subject matters that I find really interesting. So when I was moving between, you know, I wanted to move from the legal sector into a bit more of, you know, something with a, a wider scope um, and, in, you know, into things around diversity, um, I spoke to um, someone that had a background in law but was working on campaigns um, in that sort of more international sphere um, and I kind of asked them specifically how they navigated that particular transition um, because I think, you know, it's it's a difficult one when people have such different paths to to the same place and it's hard to you can't really say right these are the exact steps I need to follow so you kind of need to understand what is it that um they considered when they were doing this how did they uh kind of prepare themselves to make that change and how could I apply that to myself um 
so I think that quality of um you know obviously looking to speak to someone there's no point speaking to someone basically who whose interests whose career you you don't really want to follow um you know you want to be able to benefit from all the experience and connections and and expertise they've developed in that field um I think it's also really important that you're looking for people um who are at the point in in their career where they do maybe want to give back and you know pass on that um experience to others because obviously you know everyone's busy and it's hard to know when someone's in that position and whether they're actually going to have time to mentor especially if you're sort of just approaching them kind of out of the blue but I definitely find that um you know asking the question is the most important thing and actually I was quite surprised by how much time um people were willing to give up because they they had kind of got to that point in their career where they thought yeah actually someone else could benefit from the stuff that I've learned um and then I guess I would just say the final thing about qualities is that I you know I think mentoring in your career is not only about how you develop your career um, and how you progress in your career, but also about how you balance your career with the rest of your life. And so I really wanted to speak to, um, you know, women who'd had experience in comms and could talk to me about maybe how they, um, they found like navigating taking time off and, and starting a family and coming back to the profession and, you know, even navigating things like racial microaggressions, things that are a bit more, I suppose, personal to you um, and to who you are as a person, but very much can affect your career um, because, uh, you know, like we said, there's not a handbook for any of this, but there definitely isn't a handbook for that kind of stuff. Um, so I think it's really important to find those connections too. Uh, so it feels very much with mentoring it's there is that strong strand of discernment you, you identify a suitable mentor who has you know expertise that plugs that gap between where you were at that particular moment in time and where you wanted to be and to close that gap so having that higher level of specialist expertise in a particular field to give you that uh, framework that scaffold to uh, progress and and to undergo a, a transition so and then what I'm also hearing from you is that you know it's it's okay to have those honest conversations to uh, you know ask to be transparent and ask direct questions about a the the available bandwidth a mental a potential mentor might have you know does that person have time and space and the energy to a lot of time for there to be a mentoring conversation, a safe space that enables a a deep and meaningful conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Well, I mean, it sounds very much like mentoring has been instrumental in helping you to navigate your career changes. And it sounds very much over that period of time, you've developed more confidence in utilizing mentoring and I think that's probably something for us to all kind of bear in mind that mentoring or to avail oneself of the the power and use of a mentor 
does become easier over time. We become more agile and, as you say, more adept at asking those nuanced questions or those more specific questions that can allow us to uh, you know, develop our knowledge and expertise and insight into respective fields and industries and sectors. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it can be so daunting when you're first starting out thinking about being mentored, whether you're a student or, you know, you've just graduated or you're very early in your career, because you sort of feel like you're asking a lot of other people, like you're asking them to spend their time, you know, giving you advice and, and that's it basically. But, um, but it is one of those things that it does actually benefit the mentor as well you know they 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 are doing it for a reason if someone wants to mentor if someone doesn't want to mentor they won't but if they do they obviously do see a benefit in sharing that information and helping someone um you know find a career path that they that could you know come to be really important in their life um and you know as so much of these connections are it sometimes is also about one day you might be able to help them out so I think it is worth, you know, bearing in mind that, um, you know, the more that you do it, the more natural it will it will start to feel. Yeah, I think it's also important to note here that, as you quite rightly point out, it, it is a reciprocal relationship. You know, there are benefits to be conferred to both the mentee and also the mentor, and mm-hmm. in many ways, it gives scope for re- reflection and. An opportunity to give back and you know I think I think maybe if we both look at our own respective journeys and the mentors that we've encountered you know it uh, I think we it's it's very easy to underestimate the benefits of of uh, to the mentor you know just mm. to be given the opportunity to give back um, can be it can be uplifting for for so many mentors yeah yeah for sure and I know a lot of um, people that once they've reached kind of a more senior position in their career, they almost take on mentoring as like an additional voluntary role where, you know, if they're not doing it informally, which they will be because they'll have, you know, be at the point where they're managing um, a lot of people, for example, but they will also be taking part in more formal mentoring schemes um where you sort of apply for the specific role of mentor and then you know the the organization that's running the scheme will match you with with someone and and kind of i suppose manage the process for you um so that i know for for quite a few senior people that is something that they dedicate a lot of time to as they get more senior in their career let's think back to our two conversations with joy and shirin and unpack some concrete strategies within. Let's begin with working out your assets. Here, reflect hard and utilise resources of the career zone, such as profiling for success, guidance meetings, to help you to know who you are. Visualise that career destination that you're looking for, and then articulate your insights into an action plan, which you can then present to your mentor, who can then help and amplify and brighten your potential. When finding your mentor, study for two weeks your, your organisation and then identify people with decision-making powers who have visibility on your work. 
Begin to build a connection with those potential mentors through a frequency of light touches. You know, via polite, water-cooler conversations, kind acts such as making a cup of tea, and just asking those thoughtful questions that spark further thoughts and ideas in the minds of those people that you're seeking to secure as mentors. Be intentional about building trust. Be authentic and yet professional. And above all, as we've seen in our conversations, it's very much about being flexible. Utilize some of the employability schemes within the career zone. And in particular, I would recommend our comprehensive and highly praised career mentoring scheme. Coming to the end of our episode, which I hope you very much enjoyed, through joy and Sharon's powerful testimonies, we can see how mentoring opens doors. And that mentor could be a person that carries your paper, carries your currency on behalf of you in rooms where you might not necessarily always be present. I'm sure you agree how mentoring can be such a powerful resource for greater equality and common flourishing. And with gracious thanks to Joy and Sharon, we come to the end of this episode and I hope you have discovered the power of mentoring and mentorship. This was the Career Zone podcast brought to you by the University of Exeter Career Zone. Check out iTunes and Spotify to keep up with all of our regular releases. And if you'd like us to cover something else in another episode, just send us a message, hashtag CareerZonePodcast at UOE Careers on Twitter or at UOE Career Zone or at UOE Cornwall Career Zone on Instagram. And we'll follow up in one of the next episodes.